Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome back Welcome to back. the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. Hey, hey. So we were just able to interview Chris Miles. And what we're going to do in this episode on this podcast is tell you a little bit of the takeaways that we got from that interview. Chris Miles is is a daddy. He's a self-made entrepreneur. Yes. He's a husband. He's a daddy. He's a self-made entrepreneur and who was motivated. He was like, okay, great. I'm going to have a baby. Now we got to figure out how we're going to take care of this baby. And we and it was priority for them to have her stay home. And But he was like, but wait, there's more. I want to stay home too. I think that's so <laughs> cool because... It wasn't, he got creative and resilient and worked smarter, not harder. Oh. And he failed forward. And that's, you know, that was kind of the theme that we took away. That was a Mm -hmm. mantra. That was something he stood for. And we didn't do everything perfect the first time. No, but we're, we're just really excited to dive into the things that we learned because they're very practical from, from the episode. And we know that these practical tips can help so many of you, uh, hopefully, I think all everybody can relate to this in some way Absolutely. with something that you've got going on in your life, whether you're trying to do something part time, full time, or even just the principles of how you apply it to your life. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I love I love doing interviews like this because, you know, I think so many times. Your kids are yelling. What the heck in the world? Can you hear the dogs? We're going to be interviewing a dog trainer. Maybe we better take the dogs with us. I know. Oh, what my gosh. Happening? Okay, should we? We're just. Maybe three, two, one. I don't even moment. know. I don't even know. Okay. Either. This is real. Okay. The dogs are still okay. <laughs> should we check on them? We like. This is. And what's going on? Like some... I don't even know. Okay, last time you were eating chocolate. This time the dogs are running around, like chewing each other up. I don't even you know, know what's happening. You know, some people have got their kids walking into you know, their office it, during a Zoom. I think normally would normally would have had Ben cut that out, but you know what? We're all this is Zoom life now, right? You know, because like... that, that's the real deal, right? You people have got social distance learning and everything else, and they've got kids. I think and we're very tolerable. Of that we've now. got it's dogs. Ex- except adjacent to the studio that can make an appearance at any time so there's there's that sorry for that that, that distraction so back to our regularly scheduled programming (laughs) let's get back to chris so okay so one of the things that i took away from what he had to say was that when he was younger i asked him about his entrepreneurial spirit and he told the story about the candy 
Yeah. And I think that's so cool because I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it for three dollars and sell it for five or you know whatever. He was it like, was. he was like, hey, I think that's where a lot of beginning entrepreneurship happens. I and know so many people. That I mean, did I, like that. I think I've shared this story with um with you all about my son in love. He when he was a little kid, he was uh, in junior high, sat at at the table with his friends, and and that's where it began. They said, I'll pay you a dollar for those gummy worms. And he's like, you'd give me a dollar for this? And then he went back and asked his mom for more, made more, saved that money, made it made it a um, kind of a game to see how much he could save with it. And that's how he bought Kimmy's engagement ring. It's amazing. And it's not a little ring. He did very, very, very well. Hey. So, yeah. So I thought that was very inspiring. Um, you know, I've got a nine-year-old that's always wanting to She's make money. She's got seven different businesses. I love it. And everything. I love it that they're, that the kids are not coming up to me saying, and pretty much all of my kids, that's one of the blessings of having a big family. They never said, you know, I shouldn't say never. Not until I had five or six kids. The older ones never, ever came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to the movies. Can I have some money? Hey, I, I need to buy a birthday present for a friend. Can I have some money? Hey, you know, I want to go, you know, sh- to the mall. Can I have some money? Never did they ever. They knew if they wanted to go, they had to earn the money to go, and they figured that out. And I think that raising them that way has helped them so well. I mean, my kids have been out on their own, you know, when they're 18, 19, you know, in their 20s, where some some kids don't ever leave because they're being, you they're know, taken care of so well. They're Still there, living in their mom's basement. Waiting for dinner. Which there's nothing wrong with that if you're in transition. Not judging. Not judging that. I'm just saying, personally for me, I'm very thankful that my kids have, you know, had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. And it's so cool that that was one of the takeaways that, you know, he started early on. That's What do you think? Do you think that that's something that you're born with? Like, I feel like Cece was definitely born with like, I'm going to have the lemonade stand and then I'm going to have the cleaning business. Yeah. I I mean, anytime she gets something, she wants to like, how can I make money from this? Like she's wired that way. I do think that some people are wired that way with an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, negotiating skills very early some kids are really good at that my niece jackie she's she's, there is a natural inclination to negotiate negotiate, not manipulate that's right well there's a fine line right it is (laughs) that's intention right that is intention (laughs) and i really believe that it's true you know you learn that at an early age you might not know what you're doing and what to call it but once you figure out what you're doing and what to call it you're honing that even further because of the fact that you know it's going to get you farther when you can uh, use those talents and skills. I think about think about this, and listeners, you can join in on that on this thought as well. Think about who you were when you were a kid, and we've talked about this before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those things that that were so natural. such a big natural part of your personality that probably I'm going to say were probably squished. And trying to, you know, push down mm-hmm. somebody who's a leader is challenging things, right? Yes. And, and, and you know, we want to go, that's great leadership skills, but not in a two-year-old, right? Like, like, yeah. Like, what a 
choke them. No, <laughs> it's true. I mean, when I think of my, you know, high Enneagram results of being a helper and an achiever, that's who I am. I was that when I was three, 13, 23, 30. I mean, it's just, it's, you carry those things with you. If you naturally have a passion for helping people, it doesn't go away. If you naturally have an entrepreneurial spirit, it doesn't go away. And, you know? and how beautiful is that to have that when you are a little kid and to be able to, you know, have that nurtured as an adult? Right. Mm-hmm. Be- and and tap into that, like really take some time and think of who were you, who is the essence of who you are and bring that forward. The other thing that I learned from him was, you know, he, he said his great motivation was regret and he was more motivated by regret than he was security. Yep, he didn't he didn't want to he didn't want to have a life of regrets. And I think that's something we all aspire to. Nobody wants to look back and say I wish I could have if only. You want to look back and say you did everything that you dreamed of doing and more beyond your wildest dreams, right? And that that is the legacy that Chris is leaving. And I just, I love, you know, something practical that he said. Okay, so if we kind of go through the steps, he needed, going back to his story, he needed to make this income. He had a child to take care of, so there was urgency behind it. And, you know, so part of it in his case that pushed him was the urgency, there was, there was a child, you know, in your situation, what's, you know, what's your urgency? What's the change that you're trying to make? What's the step that you're trying to go? Whether it's what Chris is doing or something else. The first thing that he said, I love this was have a plan. How do you have a plan? You need to know where you are before you get to where you want to be. He wrote down all his bills, all his debt, figured out, I need to know what's what. I got to measure this out to figure out how to get out of this so I can get into something else. And I'll find the people that know how to get me there. Mm -hmm. He said he was a a great follower of Graham Stephan. And he said that he he was inspired and and he just did the plan. Okay, I'm going to take the one with the highest um, percentage interest rate and start knocking those down. You know, and it's one bite at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. right? How many people have had that situation? How many people have gone through having debt Mm. and then sitting there trying to figure out how the heck Mm -hmm. do I get rid of this? Where do you begin? Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about Chris is it wasn't like he go, he was going to turn to, you know, all these people that had blazed trails before him because he didn't necessarily have that, but he knew he could open a book, he could listen to a podcast, he could find the information. So the key was his resourcefulness and his determination. Mm -hmm. With resourcefulness and determination, he got the information that allowed him to tackle his issues and challenges to get to the next step. Mm -hmm. So whatever your problem is right now, if you're thinking, you know, there's that big mountain that you need to move, what are the bites that you need to just start knocking down that mountain, right? 
what is the plan that you can put in place? Who are the people that you can talk to? And you start asking yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. Those answers will show up. Oh, yeah. Say it out loud and Google will just start throwing it up on your on your Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it's true because now you, do, can, do, 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 you can go anywhere like, and ask a question. Yes. You, you can go to Google, Facebook, oh, all your social media. Oh, my gosh. Media. That was the other thing that we talked about. Yeah. Is that Google is now... It's the number a one. A verb, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, an Google action it. word, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'll Google that. Like it's become the name of that business has now become something that you verb do. That you do. Mm-hmm. A verb that you do. That's right. And so. Are you impressed that I got the right? I linked that with the right thing. You did. That was good. <laughs> I am proud. I'm pretty proud of myself right there. Baby steps all the Baby way around. Steps, yes, all here, the way around. Here in the podcast, here in the podcast room, room. Yes. And for you right there yes, listening. Yes, it's never too late to learn <laughs> things, people. Yes. You know, but it's step one. It's as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Write down where you are. Write down what the next steps are. And and don't overcomplicate it. The, the challenge that we do to ourselves is we look at the destination and we say, that is too... Yeah, that don't, is too, don't no. overcomplicate it. Don't overanalyze mm-hmm. it. And don't make it paralyze you. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times we do that. Oh, I got this big problem. Too much. So what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Now I can feel it in my stomach. Oh, now my stomach's upset. My heart's starting to pound. Now I'm starting to get anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, okay, let's not think about the problem. Focus on the solution. That's right. Because that's, you know, having your plan is great. You need a destination too. Like That's keep right. that destination in focus and everything else will become blurry. And you just laser focus in that area and the tools will come in your path. The people will come in your path. The knowledge will come in your path. And you put in the action and you will solve that problem. That's right. This is awesome and in alignment this is a resource for you. This is the part where you get out a pen because this is, this is what we're gonna. This is our homework tip. that we're gonna do. We decided um, we got all excited about what we're gonna do next. Well, so here's the cool thing. You and I, I mean, is that in my mastermind a couple days ago, we were talking about this concept of leverage, and Chris is an excellent example of that. And so when we're when we're faced with something that we need to do which is every day, (laughs) as a matter of fact. All of us can attest to the fact that we have to-do lists that are longer than we can manage ourselves, is asking ourselves the question, who, not how. So there's a book that I got recommended to me, and Jean Marie and I are both going to hop into it. It's called Who, Not How. It's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and it's about the formula to achieve bigger goals through accelerating teamwork. So I feel like I'm going to see Wes in this a lot because you know what you have to need to put aside to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. Your ego. Huge. Right? I feel like we haven't even cracked open the book yet, but I feel like that's going to. This, I mean, this is big and this is, this is a lesson for all of us. Okay. We, we get older and wiser. I'll use the word wiser. We get wiser with time. And with that, you have pride associated with the knowledge that you've acquired, right? Whether it's formal or informal, you're pretty proud about the experiences and the knowledge that you have. And so, but sometimes you don't have the answer for everything. You have to swallow 
or take a piece, take a bite of humble pie and go, I don't know all the answers and I need to go to the people that have them because they exist. You have a problem and there's somebody with an answer and a solution that can solve it. It doesn't have to be you. And you have to learn how to leverage those resources. Chris did a good job of it by going straight to things like podcasts and books and eventually people as he made connections and and different things through his work. Um, But that's that's a key element of it is the so a second step after you make a plan is write down the people that can help you execute the, people, the plan the ways yeah and you know there's something so freeing on that too take the pressure there is off something, yourself there's something about writing it down yeah you just write it all down you go whoo there it is yeah and then Ooh, how, how good does it feel <laughs> That you're not, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Gina mm-hmm. Marie, she's mm-hmm. great with with creativity. I can have her help me with graphics. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Aaron, he's mm-hmm. good with videography and oh, editing and, and editing. Yes, yes. Oh, Ben, because you, you know, can't so, do I mean, all of that. Duh, you know, it's okay, overwhelming. So, so what's really interesting is that um, when when you know somebody whose love language mm-hmm. is uh, quality time. Mm-hmm. They tend to be really good at this because you only have so much time in your day. Mm-hmm. And when you want to give that to your loved ones, you could try to edit a video, but you're going to take a heck of a lot more time than Aaron would, who knows what he's doing, whose talents and has the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So so I know that like with Wes, he, his love language is quality time. So he is very good at delegating the things that he can't do because he's he can very easily put his ego aside. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be the one that said, oh, yeah, and I put down the tablecloth for this and I made the dinner for this and I did the decorations for this and I planned the slideshow and I did the speaking and I did the directing and I did the acting. You know what I mean? Like he didn't he doesn't have to be all of that. Mm-hmm. He's like. But I can have the people that make me look good. I mean, yeah, and we do yeah. too. Like Ben that manages everything on Puts our podcast, it all together. And- you know, and and then you learn how to appreciate the big picture mm-hmm. and and give you know and always give recognition when recognition is due. You know, and recognize the talent around you and and there's reciprocity mm. for everything that somebody else is good at you can return the favor for the things that you're good at. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody else is going to come to you and go, oh my gosh, you're so great at this. Can you please help me for, you know, something they ask me that would take me an hour might take them half a day. So it's, it's all in the spirit of helping each other be the best version of ourselves and give our talents to others. And, and that is another thing that Chris said uh, was, help others to get what they want and he gets more of what he wants. And you do that. Yeah, I was just in a discussion last night with a bunch of executives and we were talking about the subject was impact or income. Well, when you make the impact... You're going to get the income. The income just happens. That's right. We don't even think about it. Yeah. When Des and I are doing things to help people, we don't even think about it. Because you figure that out. It happens. Yeah. You figure that out. Half the time... When things related to new clients come through the door or anything, a problem that needs to get solved, there there is money that can be made, but it's about service first 
And then you you figure out the plan after because the objective is helping with, you know, helping people. And so, you know, that's, I think that's so great that he talked about that. Yeah. And, you know, and when, when you have the drive, you'll find the information, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you're lacking the information to figure out your plan, when you have the drive, the information will come to you. Um, you know, I, I remember him saying something that I thought was good to point out. A lot of us learn our finances from our parents, right? Mm-hmm. How we're raised. We see that. I was raised in a home. I knew that my parents were debt free. I knew that they were debt free. My parents paid cash for their cars. They never financed a car. Mm-hmm. They, they built up money. They saved it, and then they went down and bought the things. I remember going without things. We didn't have living room furniture for the longest time because my brother had braces. Until they could save the money they were for that, they would do that. And then you know what was really cool is um, the couples way back when. So my mom my um, and my two godmothers and my uncle all got together, and they would put $10 in an account every every month and back this was way back in like so ten dollars is like <clears throat> 200 now dude <laughs> i'm telling you well not only that but compound yeah. they would put this in an account and so then when those when those couples were all getting married and they needed to buy a toaster instead of going to sears and borrowing money from there they would borrow money from this account that they put savings in for their appliances or whatever i remember my aunt Things and this account now you had to pay back that account, right? So they'd pay back that account. There was interest that was accrued on it. It get it got bigger and bigger. My sister borrowed from that account for the down payment for her first house. Wow! I borrowed money from that account for my first car, and we didn't pay any interest. And we all paid it back to the point to where it was like these couples have been doing it from the 50s. And now we're in the 80s and 90s. You know, $10 per person per month, every month, you know, compounded. They, they had a lot of money there. Finally, they were just like, we're established enough. We don't need this, you know. Yeah. And they and they settled the accounts and, and they all, you know. Dispersed d- everything. D- and, and invested in, in, in other ways. But yeah. I think that a lot of people go it's it's only $10. Yeah, it's only $10. But don't underestimate $10 times four people per month, times 12 months, times 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of that adds up. Little bits can make a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, that's a whole nother episode. Right? We're not going to do that today, <laughs> but we will get, you know, that's a fabulous episode because financial uh, leverage and budgeting and money and investment is just something that everybody should know more about. So, you know, we'll get we'll get an expert on here to talk about that. But I, I think that it's just so neat that w- what Chris showed is with practical, simple steps, you could get to because he got to the point where he was. This is this is why I think his story is so cool. He was in debt, 
trying to figure out how to make things happen and then got to the point where he broke even and then got to the point where he had money to invest and then could invest in more things, then pay it forward to other people and help them establish their dreams through the avenue, in his case, happened to be blogging. Right. So he turned it, you know, he kind of went step by step, but it's like, you know, to be a story, which is like a turnaround story, is, is, you know, if he could have that will, that commitment, that conviction, that determination, the consistency and the discipline, Anybody can Anybody do can that. Do it. Absolutely. And and so, you know, the thing that he talked about with failing forward and not having regrets and just sticking to it and 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 having that commitment, um, it has to do with mindset. And that we spend so much time. I bet he was a stubborn kid. Right. <laughs> when we're talking about to going back to your, those traits. Yeah. Well, and that he probably drove his parents nuts. And he talked about he had to borrow. That was the funniest the, story the, the, about the borrow phones. the money. Oh, my gosh. And he thought they were these thousand dollar phones and they were just super cheap. And then he still oh, had he's to like, figure Dad. out. So he convinced his father <laughs> to give him money to so buy, that, these, to buy phones these phones that he thought were iPhones that he could sell for a thousand dollars and they weren't even worth a hundred. And then or when something they like that. Came in, they were like M phones. Just yeah, not even. I'm thinking it wasn't even the next letter in the alphabet. Oh my gosh, that's just hilarious. It wasn't a J phone. (laughs) But the thing is, is that it was an M. Like I don't even know. He still sucked it up, figured it out, and paid Paid his his father back back Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he had integrity, Mm. and so he learned. Okay. Okay, well, I had to ask for the money. Now I got to oh. give the money back. I didn't probably make any money off of this because they were not yeah. the product that I thought they were. But that's that is just one example of the failing forward. Yep. Okay, you take it, you learn, you move on, you take a loss. But then look at where he is and now. Sometimes those little socks in the gut. You need those. A little blow to the ego. Oh, I told my dad, I got this, dad. Trust in me. A good daddy. His dad's like, I'm well, totally going to give this kid money and I'm never going to see it again. <laughs> about the whole situation was that he's like, my dad knows that, or he knew at the time that he was probably going to fail. Yeah. Just because it was But ridiculous. I'm going to let him do it. Because, you, because sometimes, most times, the way that you learn is from doing. You, mm-hmm. you don't learn because somebody Ooh. told you. You learn because you have to do it yourself. To fit. I mean, how many times did we as, you know, teenagers make a bunch of mistakes and then, or even, you know, you're about to be a teenager even now. <laughs> you know, you do something <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that time my parents said that could happen and then it did and I was wrong and they were right. Yeah, okay. Oh. And then it's, you know, 10 years later and you figured that all that out. I mean, that, yeah. that totally happens. Well, you know, you don't lose. You learn. You really don't. Mindset. You don't lose. Mindset. Okay. So I had, I'll tell a little story. Happened to me this morning. It was oh, gosh. very humbling. Ugh. Okay, so... I, you know, am on my accountability group, have an accountability group for for weight loss. Did you eat a pint of ice cream last night? No, I didn't even. This is like gut wrenching because okay, okay, so so Friday you and I went out 
That was awesome. That was flipping awesome, right? Yeah, that was the first time I drank in a long time. We had all the cheese and all the bread and all the things. I'm like, my weigh-in's not till Monday. This is Friday. I've got this. I'll just be really good for the it's next two, ba- two days, right? Well, this morning, so we're the second to the last weigh-in. I had already hit goal, but I had to maintain it. And the rules that we put out there was that I put out there was that you couldn't gain an ounce from any any weigh-in. An ounce? Not an ounce from any weigh-in. You can go down, but not up. I mean, it's a weight loss thing. We're not and, supposed and to be not gaining even, weight. Okay, and out, not, not even, even a pound? Ounce. Not even a pound, not even No, I mean, I'm saying, <clears throat> like, I could understand a pound because that's several ounces, but, like, not, not even an ounce. ounce. Because Dang. the whole idea was that it's supposed to be to lose, not to maintain. How, right? the, how long? Okay, is, you could maintain, not an ounce. How the heck four long weeks. are you doing Just four this, weeks. this thing? Just four weeks. I feel like you've been doing Five this. Pounds. I feel like you've been doing this for three <laughs> this months. This is my third one. The this heck is, is my doing? third one, right? Because I'm like, you know, I'm reaching out to some people I really love. That okay, were... but don't be trying to lose, you know, five and ten <laughs> okay, pounds well, for three months in a row and then disappear. No, well, okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. Hey, where's Gina Marie? Oh, she did an accountability program for like a year and she disappeared. She doing accountability <laughs> programs. Now she's... <laughs> 72 pounds. Okay, no, no, horrible. okay. So, no, well, here's the thing, though. So in between, I gain a couple pounds. Like, oh, so, that's so, good. You know what I mean? Because then like, you could do the like program again. You have that again. Fat Tuesday, and you have like that sodium gain. So right before I had started it, I was a lot of cheese. I was, <laughs> I was up. So I'm like, all right. Um, some of them we do to just maintain weight, but some of them we do like, like you know, there's different rules. This particular one, we were supposed to do five pounds, and and you only could go down. You couldn't go up, right? So this is morning. So I know my body so well. If I weigh myself the night before. <laughs> yeah, me too. Two pounds less the next morning. If I sleep through the night, I will be two pounds less than like like clockwork. clockwork. And so I freaking got on the scale last night, and I'm like, oh, oh crud! No. If if I don't lose four pounds tonight when I sleep, <laughs> I'm screwed. Oh I'm like, and this was this was something that I couldn't Stop. control. Like I literally did everything. I exercised from from Friday. Now Friday was my splurge. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was well worth it. Whatever cost, cost me fifty bucks. Hanging out with you and Kim cost me fifty bucks. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, awesome. so so this morning, I looked at that scale and do you know? Okay, this is I'm just being honest with you guys because I'm always probably too honest. I looked at that scale and I thought, how can I cheat? Like. Can I run around the block? Can I like what you know? I I dated a guy one time who was a boxer, and to get down to like the boxing fighting rights, he would he would put star starburst in his mouth and spit to like get out. I'm like these are the stupid things that are going through my mind because I'm thinking to myself, I'm a freaking leader. I should not be doing this. I should be maintaining that, like like everybody else. I should not be going up. And I'm talking up two pounds. I'm not talking up an ounce. I was like 1.8 pounds up from my last weigh-in. And and I was like, oh, it is what it is. I'm out. Like I lost. I'm out. And that was the rules. Like you could stay in 
as long as you did that. And I like that pressure because it really makes you pay attention and be very committed. And there was skin in the game. And so this morning I was like, I'm out. I can't do it. But I'm then in high- and I like that pain. I like that pain. It's got to be painful. That was that was painful for me. How so, good was the sriracha cheese, though? Let's just it was worth the money. OK, let's and just weigh in. Let's just put that out there and for. And, and you know what? And so here's the other thing I'm thinking. OK, for the other women in a group, benefit. it's probably a benefit for them to see that I'm human. Uh, I'm yeah. sure it was inspiring for them to be like, yay. I still did it. Like, it probably made their victory even better, right? Yeah. Because they didn't, you know, because they did it. Yay. That's right. I'm fired up about that. There was one other contestant who was not very happy. She's like, well, I didn't think I should have to get kicked <laughs> out love, right now. I love that you just use the word contestant. <laughs> it really is a contestant. Like, it was a contestant. Show. It was like, like, this is the game show music. Play the game show music now. Cue it here, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> Gina Marie and I are so excited to announce that we are on the board for WO3. What is WO3, you ask? I will tell you. WO3 is a grassroots movement dedicated to supporting women-owned businesses in three ways. Partner, promote, and support. Our goal is to create an annual movement on March 27, 2021, to raise awareness of female-owned businesses and inspire women to look for opportunities to support her all year round. There's evidence that shows that when we support women-owned businesses, we're increasing economic stability in the families and communities they live in. Sign up today at wo3connect.com. Join Join us us in in the the WO3 movement. So when my children, growing up, they had responsibilities. They were supposed to take out the garbage. It was was one of their rotations of chores. Our rules in our house were that if you didn't do that, then you had to find the means to getting that done. And sometimes it would cost a phone call, and sometimes it would cost a phone call and some of their money. Because what they'd have to do is, and I would make them do it, I would give them the number for the city, I would make them tell the people on the other line, hi, my name is Sienna Cornelius. I forgot to take out the garbage can or, you know, the garbage. Can I schedule service? And then, and then they would never take it from Sienna. They'd have to get the phone to me. And I knew this, but I made them go through the process. I wanted it to be painful Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to learn. Yeah. And that pressure, that anxiety, the sweating. Seriously, mom, you're going to make me call the person? Yeah, I am. Because that's good life skills. It's good. It's good for you to remember to do that. Mm -hmm. And because now every time this happens, you're going to have to go through this process and it's going to suck. So you're going to remember to do it. This is reinforcement. Yep. Yeah, so you're going to be like, ooh, it's Wednesday night. Is it my turn to take it out? If it is, that's great because I don't want to get up at five in the morning no. to go get it out before the garbage guy or whatever. And I'm not, you know? I don't want to make this phone call ever again because yeah. it's annoying. And so, you know, in life, I'm doing now, these women are gracious and sweet and wonderful. And they, I'm sure if I would have said, you know, can you just fudge a little? I mean, it's only, we've only got one more week to go. But and you I'm had think, integrity. Your integrity. Heck yeah. One week. I'm, I'm going to tell you though, you I out. was, there was that devil on the shoulder for a second. We all have with that. With an ego. Yeah. That was like, 
Yeah. Mm. Telling you what. Weigh in later tonight. Run around the block for hours until you get that off. Like I was like, stupid things were coming into my mind. And I'm like, no, you know what? I fell short. And that's the reality. I'm out. The tribe has spoken. Dang. (laughs) Dang. That's awesome. So you know what? So what do I do? Do I go, now I'm going to go to McDonald's because it's over. Now I'm going to go. I I am going to have a Reese's heart because those are my favorite. But I'm not going to eat the whole package. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can go off the deep end and go. But that's the difference between mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. And and short term mentality, you know, if I was doing that for the money, so I get the money back or for whatever, then when that's over and I didn't get it, then I'd go back to my old ways, those fall to to bad habits. But, you know, this whole thing was to help me to create good habits and really pay attention to how I'm nourishing my body and what I'm putting in my body and and how I'm managing that. And being disciplined. Mm-hmm. I hate and love being disciplined. It's not easy. But it's a good thing. But that is why there is a distinction. There is a smaller percentage of human beings that achieve the goals that they want because only 3% of people actually write them down. What's not measured and monitored, it's not done. It's mm-hmm. like you might as well not even, you know. So yeah. it's, it's work. It's work. It's work, you guys. But you know what? It's we make more out of it. You do, and and it's about it actually takes. To it's do about it. the mentality, and so you know if there's anything that you take away from this episode, is to have a plan to leverage the resources and people around you to execute that plan. Fail forward. Be consistent. Refuse to give up. Yes, and have. A mindset of blissful fortitude. Of blissful fortitude. Boom. Do it with joy and grit. <laughs> and confidence and self-worth. There you go. You know? Mm-hmm. Because when you when you believe I mean, and it sounds so cliche, and that's the funny thing, is like you hear these things and you're like, ugh. But it's true. Believing in yourself is half the battle. It's all the battle, Right? I mean, it's like... Get over yourself. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. You really get over yourself. It is. You are your biggest barrier. There's our book, Get Over Yourself, Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. Capital G dot 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 bunch of... U-R-L-L. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure it's different than all the other book titles so you can find it when you look it up in the the, uh, Amazon book section. That's right. Oh, well... This has been really good, just kind of, I I love when we get to interview somebody and then we get to talk about that because a lot of this was aligned with exactly what he said and some of this made us think of other things. And our, you know, just personal experiences and and, um, the fact that we're human and we do have to set aside our egos Mm -hmm. to, you know, be able to move forward and learn some things. To fall forward. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I love it. That's my wish for you. (laughs) <laughs> and what are, what are you grateful for today let's talk about our, our gratitude, gratitude attitude you know sticking on this train of humility one of the one of the beautiful things that happen in life is that we evolve 
right? And, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I'm learning is that there's just a constant balance. And, um, you know, Gina Marie caught me at a time the other day where she had come over and I was struggling with some stuff at work and, and just, you know, have been kind of going through a bit of a challenge of how I want to prioritize the things that, that I care about, the energy that I put into it. And, um, it's like we just we just talked through in this whole episode it's not easy some days we have amazing days where we are crushing it we are ahead we are uh, you know we are going to score the touchdown and there are other days where we are barely making it to the we 50 get yard bed and we have to sit down for a minute <laughs> yeah no, right, yeah i'm telling you you know there's some days where you barely think it's i don't know i've been watching football with the super bowl and every so like i'm having these analogies in my head about football so anyways that's why i'm like you know you're either gonna make the touchdown or you're barely making a field goal you're barely like having an <laughs> having an offense or a defense but but the point in it is that perfection is something that I had to let go of in 2020. It was it was a legitimate thing that I had to write down and say that I was going to let go of because it's particularly hard for me. It's like either all or nothing. You do it perfect or it's just not done right. And and I've I've had I've had to eat maybe a little more humble pie than I thought I was going to. You know, because there's this other interesting thing that happens to me because my birthday is in the month of January. I think, well, you're supposed to get wiser and better and faster and more resilient and more awesome. You should do things. You know, I mean, it's like I set more pressure on myself for having this another year of wisdom and knowledge. So when I feel like I'm falling behind or struggling with something that you know, you can get very quickly into that headspace of like, oh my gosh. Have you ever felt like, oh yeah, I did. I bet you, you never have. I, I, I feel like you never would do analyze yourself that way and be like, yeah, I went above what I thought I could. I, but most of the times you're like, oh, I probably could have still yeah. done. Yeah. I'm always thinking you could have done more. You could have done better. Yeah. You could have done different. You know, and there, there was just a couple days where my attitude was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna lay in bed and watch something and then just like, it's fine. You know, and then I'm like, okay. Literally, when you have to talk to yourself and it's painful, it's a sign of growth, development, and humility. Because I had to be like, girl, get up, stop. Stop this attitude and stop this mess. You are a victor, not a victim. You had a couple of bad days or a little bit of misalignment. Get it together. Okay? You are better than that. I mean, I literally talk to myself. Mm -hmm. Sounding like a split personality crazy, crazy person. person, you know, but it's like, you know what, whatever no, it takes, no, whatever, it whatever takes. it takes. Yes. And so my, my gratitude is for the moments that you do have to have some humility mm-hmm. to just put yourself back in check and get back on your horse and keep riding into the sunset because you still know what your goal line is. You still know what the destination is that you're trying to get to. But every now and then you're going to, you're, your horse is going to trip. You're going to run into a blockade. You're going to have to find your way around so you can keep going forward. Mm-hmm. And that and that is just life. Yeah. Well, so that you can help other people through that and relate to other people too. That's right. right. I mean, 
who would we inspire if you did everything perfect all the time? Like, because everybody's like that. No, not. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. My gratitude attitude is that I am recovered from COVID. That is huge. That happened. Um, It was, it was a, you know, I actually enjoy being sick because. Oh my gosh. I do. I love being pregnant. I love my cycle. I love cramps. I love, I don't love headaches, but I do, I do like being sick because it really is a time of reflection and it, and it, it reminds you that the world keeps spinning without you. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy thing. And, that and you think you got to do and you got to go and you got to be, which for both Wes and I, we're always like, it's a great day if it's a productive day. That's almost how we view, the, you know, That's the gauge of the day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was productive. It was a good day. Like if we sit around and lay down all day and just, you know, it's like. That was a waste of a day. Like we could have been doing something. You know, how much money could have been made? How many phone calls could have been made? Like yes, all those things. Yes, yeah. something. Yeah. What? Get check something off your list. Get something done. Um, when you get sick like that, and and I'm very grateful that we were able to get through it and recovery and resilience. Uh, yeah, and mm. you know, everybody was fine, and um, I got I've got my taste back. I still don't have my smell back. But um, it's, so it's, weird. it's a good thing. And, so strange. And now, now I'm at that spot where you get like a little bit of an energy boost because you're like, oh, I feel good. I'm like, whew, now I'm, now I'm free for three months. There you go. <laughs> Don't have to worry about my immunities. Well, you know. You know, and, you're all like all juiced up now. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and then I had just gotten the vaccine, the first dose of the vaccine a couple days ago. And it was, was the second. No, it was my first. Oh. Yeah, I have the second in a f- couple of weeks. But, um, I mean, and that's scary because it's like, you don't know what's that and I'm how it's going to be. And, da, da, da. Yeah. and so I I was like feeling fine, but then my arm really hurt Yeah, you the next that. day. I was like, ooh. And I couldn't really do anything. So I was like, good thing it's the weekend, be it ooh. I didn't have major plans because yeah. now I'm real kind of sore and everything. Yeah, and weird. you're not trying to do anything. So, Anyways, it's COVID generally, it's affected us in all ways, either directly Mm -hmm. affected you personally or just, you know, being in this situation of of the pandemic is is obviously still, I mean, it's not it's not even the past. (laughs) It's affecting us right this minute Um, is just it's teaching us a lot about adaptability and resilience and ingenuity and having to be creative about connecting mm-hmm. and everything. You know, I personally, this is also some a, another humble pie moment. I'm struggling because I do not feel the depth, not, not everywhere, but just in some places, the depth of connection with people that I'm used to. When you are a relationship-oriented, driven person, and all of a sudden, in-person things get eliminated from your life despite being able to talk through a computer and a telephone 
it's a hard yeah. pill to swallow. Yeah. You know what hard. I mean? Yeah. So so you know, we, we've been having to be more creative about that. But we all we are also getting very excited about the opportunity to be able to plan and at the appropriate times meet with people in person, have things to look forward to. So we're not letting this stop us in any way, but we're we're just trying to look towards the future and get excited because there's a lot to be excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ah, so much gratitude. Ah, so much gratitude. Well, in addition to that, we are grateful for you. We're thankful for our listeners. We're thankful that you subscribe. And we're thankful for you that have rated and reviewed us. We appreciate that if you haven't done that. We would love it for you to do that. Love for you to do that. Yes. And a shout out to Rockwood Audio, a shout out to Ava Media Productions, a shout out to our tribe, all the people who make this possible because, again, it is the who's around us that make the things happen. And we're so we live in gratitude for that. Amen. Amen. Well, and with that, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks Thanks for for listening listening to to the the Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear podcast. podcast.